All right, you ready to have a good-ass show? So ready to have a good-ass show. This is going to be good. Yeah. All right, and here we are. We're back again. It's another edition. It's another episode. And it's a dirty story of a dirty man. And his clinging wife doesn't understand. His son is working for the Daily Mail. It's a steady job. But he wants to be a paperback writer. It's that guy over there. Alex. And the guy over there, with the great introduction as always, is... Jake, how's it going, everybody? Here we are again after our arousing, spoiler-heavy episode, award-winning in in Saskatchewan, and, uh, you know, for best podcast of the week, uh, Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. Parts Unknown, and all that Mm -hmm. goodness. (laughs) We're Mm -hmm. back again. And so, if anyone's still listening, Alex, tell them where where to find us on the internet. Oh, I mean... I love I love this part I love this part of the show because because I tell I tell them every episode that you you search Red Arrow Productions on on most platforms uh, Facebook Instagram uh, Patreon uh, all of that right my show with Alex and Jake anywhere podcasts are found on Twitter you hit up Red Arrow P we're here and I get excited because I feel like one. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the IG account. Oh, I have. We're getting looks. We get looks from people who is new every week. So it's, it's new- happening. You guys are here and you're seeing us and you're finding us and we like that. Yes. Engage and, and with us, y'all. It's it's great. I see this and then I realize like it seems like more often and it's definitely not more often than not. That's that's a that's a gross exaggeration. But I feel like so often we're adding to. The, the list that I have to read like it was like it was it was oh we're at we're you know you you're listening to us on Podbean yay and then all of a sudden it was like Podbean and iTunes and Facebook and Spotify and Google Podcast and, and we're on Instagram but we also have uh, impactful panels on Instagram and we also have Red Arrow Deep South on Instagram and and it's just it's growing it's, it's growing, growing the, and it's working the Red Arrow Network awesome. is growing. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, and speaking of our network growing, I have to I have to give a special shout out to our sister cast, uh, the mm-hmm. Ruthless Aggression podcast. I will be recording with them this weekend. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be guest guest host on there. Uh, we're going to be discussing 2001 WCW Sin. Uh, so it's going to be for for you wrestle fans out there. I'm going to be be taking a snarky gaze at uh, a, a pretty bad pay per view. So. <laughs> So, so let me ask you a question. If you're guest hosting, are you ghosting their podcast? I'm going to ghost ride their podcast. That's for damn sure. <laughs> nice. That's, that's how we get down. But, so something just absolutely absurd has overtaken Seattle. And I'm not just talking about the painted rock phenomenon, which I, I for one, think is cool. I don't, I don't know what that phenomena is. Well, people paint rocks and they hide them in the woods and they post it on the internet and say, hey, go find this rock. And, and then, like... And then you go and you find the rock and then you, and then you add it to your collection or you, you hide it somewhere else and then you post it on the internet. Hey, go find this rock. Oh. Yeah, oh. I guess it's like a, a fun way to engage with your community. Things, you know, you and I aren't, aren't fond of. <laughs> True. True. That part, that part makes sense. Yeah, okay. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, but uh, right now, Pearl Jam has taken Seattle. It is, it is Wednesday here. Um, so when you guys are hearing this on Friday, there is another show happening today. 
on Friday. So it's this is accurate right now as it is in the future. It's as though we're moving through time at the speed of time. One second at a time. There we go. So, but the problem the problem isn't just that Pearl Jam is is having a concert in Seattle. Pearl Jam is having a concert at Safeco Field on two on two of three nights. Not even back to back. They're doing Wednesday and Friday. Mm-hmm. So keep in mind that this festival of Pearl Jam is going on through Friday, through the wee hours of the morning on Friday, until someone gets shot behind the show, the show box. Mm-hmm. So this started on Monday. Like, they set up the merch tent for, for this concert on Monday, across the street from Safeco Field, in, the, in a bar parking lot. So what what you're telling me is at least somebody thinks that this is a big deal. They have been camping out in like at the will call since Monday to get to this concert on Wednesday. Like don't these people have jobs? Well, okay, so so two two things I will say. One of them is a question. Uh as as somebody who is a is a self-admitted not Pearl Jam fan, like is is this like a is this a special concert tour of some uh, a reunion tour a final tour uh, anything type thing or is it just Pearl Jam decided they were gonna have another thing so everyone's excited? As far as I know, and I I could be way wrong on this. As far as I know, it's just like Pearl Jam went, "Hey, we're gonna have a concert." Okay, fair yeah, enough. and then they're like, "Why not two? Gotcha. And that. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, they uh, they they led into it a little bit. I think a couple of weeks ago they had Pearl Jam night at Safeco Field, and, and like they gave out Mariners themed Pearl Jam shirts. And you know, credit where it's due, they look pretty cool. Like they, okay. You know, the the Trident M, which is which I will maintain is one of the best looking logos in sports history. Um, that's the M of Pearl Jam. Oh yeah, it looks and the rest of it's in the same script as as that era. So it was it looks it looks pretty good. Hmm. Okay. I, I have so the other the other thing I want to bring up is that I have on more than one occasion, and and not for multiple days, mind you. I understand that, but I have uh, waited in front of uh, buildings for extended hours. Oh, naturally to to receive uh, different pieces of. Uh, technology and paraphernalia and Spring things like that comes to mind. Uh, so I, I, there's no criticism for me for somebody starting to camp out on Monday for something that happens on a Wednesday. That's fine. Like I've taken time off work for stuff that nobody except for those other people camping out with me care about. So that part I almost respect. Like if, if Pearl Jam means that much to you camp out, get it. That's what I'm talking about. But I can I can understand that like I I'm I'm aware of what like a single duck game of sixty thousand people does to like Eugene on a Saturday, so I can only imagine what like a sold out Safeco Field for Pearl Jam would do to Seattle on a Wednesday. Yeah, it's it's absurd. Like I, <laughs> it, it was so bad. Like the concert didn't start until seven. It was four o'clock, and they the police were already out, like redirecting traffic. Now keep in mind, like they have baseball games frequently at the same time, and they never have the police out before like five o'clock. 
to to do anything. So like so, this, they have already acknowledged that this is a bigger deal than the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a, especially since you know they're they're falling that's apart awesome. like they often do. And more people care about Pearl Jam than the Mariners. Yeah, it's uh, I, the it, Mets, right? You're not a Mets fan. Yeah, exactly. At least we're not the Mets. <laughs> it's like oh, Cleveland. Cleveland, oh, at least we're not Detroit. Bingo. No, that's that's kind of that's cra- like I I knew that you know the 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 whole grunge rock thing kind of comes from Seattle and the Pacific Northwest, so Pearl Jam would be a big deal. That makes sense to me, but I didn't know that they were camp out two days in front of a mid you know in, in in front of something for a midweek concert big you see and that's what i'm saying is like i i like i understand people love pearl jam i'm i'm a fan of, of several of the songs in their library but first of all i'm not going to spend the hundreds of dollars to go see them when i could probably just hang out at work and listen um right. which actually isn't a terrible idea but <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, also it's like, I, I don't, like you said, it's midweek, it's a Wednesday and the, like, you're just, instead of these people who are, you know, going out through the, the regular arterials of the city, they're all focused into this one point where there's like one way in and one way out and it's just awful. Yeah, it's and it's going to happen again on Friday, and it's going to be Friday weekend traffic, and I'm just happy I don't work on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> four tenths, four tenths, four tenths, four tenths, four tenths. That's awesome. Yeah, so Pearl Jam, like they, many people know, uh, they named their album Ten after NBA mm-hmm. basketball player Mookie Blaylock. Correct. I've, I've heard I've heard similar pieces of trivia in my life. So that that being said, um, I, it made me like as I was thinking about Pearl Jam because I want to talk about today. I, it made me think about Mookie Blaylock, which made me think about just this random like SNES NBA game that I rented one weekend. Okay. And renting sports games on a weekend is always dicey because you know as as we've mentioned before on the show, you get the game for the weekend, and either it's really good or it's really bad, and either your weekend's awesome or it's ruined. Based on the game you get to rent, especially especially when when the parents are definitely not supportive of of a return of the game and a new rental, they're like, nope. Yeah, we're not going back. And even back. more so when your parents aren't super into you being a gamer in the first place. That's a big one. That's so, a, that's a big big factor. So all this to say, like it's sports games and basketball games in particular seem to be fodder uh, for for shovelware. And gaming companies are just like, ah, shit, make a basketball game. Why not? Yeah, we can do that, mm-hmm. right? It's not hard. But so I got this this game. I don't remember which one it was. It was on the SNES. And you could customize and create teams. It was like the first time I, I had ever seen this. Oh, all right. Yeah. And so is either, I'd like, I swear it was SNES. I wouldn't be surprised if someone's like, dude, that was a 64. You're an idiot. So, like, <laughs> keep that in mind that this may be 64, but I swear this, like, the Mandela effect is telling me that this happened with the SNES. Okay. So, you could create a team, and but the one thing it did is it allowed for duplicate players on your team. So you could, you could just have, like, two Michael Jordans. Which is exactly what my backcourt was. Yes, of course. I had two Michael Jordans. I had I had Shaq, like David Robinson, and I think like 
I think like Grant Hill like was my starting five. All like, right. Which All is right. you know pretty pretty solid starting five. Uh, and so I, I you know being a kid I wanted to win and I wanted to see how many points I could score and how much fun I could have. And so I went to like the worst player on that I could think of like the bottom ranked player on the worst team I could think of, and I settled on the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> Nice. And sitting at the bottom of their roster, the twelfth man on their roster was Mookie Blaylock. <laughs> That's awesome. And so I played my team of Superman, the Monstars, against a team comprised entirely of Mookie Blaylocks. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh the the spoiler in this whole thing is that you definitely lost one ten to ninety eight. Yeah, well and, Michael tried no. to stretch his arm out. And he tried to dunk, but, like, someone realized that it was taking a really long time, and they jumped up and blocked it. Yeah, there was, like, no. No. The real ending of Space Jam. No. Yeah, the real ending of Space Jam was, like, uh, goaltend? Yeah. <laughs> no. That's funny. Okay. So, you, you, set up, you set up a team of, of Mookie Blaylocks. Blaylocks. And, of course, <laughs> Dominate. In, in in an embarrassing fashion. Yeah, and it's just strange to me that after all these years, after all this time, it's like Mookie Blaylock still stands out in my mind as the dude who I just put a whole bunch of him on a team just to beat the crap out of. Whatever year this was, he sounds like he sounds like he was like the Brian Scalabrini of of this game. Exactly. Because you were like, you're just, you're fodder, dude. You're yeah, done. Like, you're done. <laughs> so that, that reminds me of, like, you know, and, and I'll ask you this. Like, times that you play a sports game and you turn the diff, you either turn the difficulty way down or you, you tilt the game so far in your favor that you are just the, the greatest thing who ever lived. So, there, but, yeah, I did that. Um, oh, what, what game was it? It was, uh, uh, I want to say it was, it, it's kind of funny because it is, it's all fictional. But in uh, All Pro Football, was it 2008? 2K8, yep. 2K8, there was, there was, the, there was a, like a, a setting where you could play, you could just like make a team and you didn't have the same restrictions as if you wanted to play like a full season, right? They oh, the right. And then you could only have one gold star guy or, or turn your gold star into two silver guys and try to even out. It was like, no, you can have all gold star people. So it was like, boom, I got, you know, Jerry Rice and, and Barry Sanders and Joe Montana and freaking, you know, I, I can't remember all of the other all pros. But it's like I had every gold star player possible at every position that they allowed, like all the skill positions, as they're called. And then, like, it, I ended up playing against just like a random it wasn't even I went out of my way to, like, make a bad team that had no gold star players. It was just I just played against whatever the computer decided to put me against. And I ran up the score. Like, it was, you know, 217 to 10. <laughs> you, like, you gave up 10? Like, I, you know, at even, even when you're trying to win in garbage time, you stop caring. And Do I'm like, all right. Do I simulate? Yeah, I... I'm, eh. Probably the, the greatest challenge, the greatest BS challenge is what we'll call these, that I've actually failed. Okay. Uh, um, I was playing with my, my friend Jared. We were playing NHL 2K whatever, or 2000 whatever. Okay. And we picked the Legends team, and we played against the worst team in the game, and we pulled our goalie. And you pulled the goalie. Yeah. And we wow. lost like 15 to 13. Oh, 
a heartbreaker. Yeah, like we were we were up big for most of it, but just for like it just you know every shot goes in and we actually have to play hockey. <laughs> yeah, you actually you're actually trying to slide one behind the the guy in front of the net, and they just have an open open anything. If you open push four by six, yeah, just yeah, hit it you... towards the net, and it's probably going in. Man. Yeah, that one was that one was brutal. Uh, my favorite one that I've ever done, um, and this is a shout out to the show, um, probably the greatest sports game I've ever played, MLB The Show, uh, and not just because I, it actually says my name. It's the first sports game I've ever played that said my name. I so I was lucky enough uh, through through some of the more modern Madden games that because because they had to already they pre recorded. Alexander and Maxwell for other players that were in the league. Right. My name has always been one since like voice recognition, that kind of a technology. I never had that. I've always had like, yep. And coming up the middle, Maxwell breaks it for an eight yard gain because there's 17 Maxwells in the league. So they've already had the voice actors record it. Yeah. And for me, it was number 23 with the game. So, but, yeah. and I, this is what made me super excited is, uh, there's a defensive back who played for Florida is now in the league. His name is Tease Tabor and now he's in the game and now I'm in the game. And if it's EA, it's in the game. <laughs> that's true. If it's EA, I'm out of the game. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but anyway, so <laughs> yeah. the show back to the show, the show. I, I did the create a player and like find road to the show. And I was, I was trying to play it straight up and I was having a good time. But I was like, you know what's way more fun than hitting ground balls and legging out doubles? Dingers. Dingers. Dingers is more fun. And so I turned it all the way down and then just started power swinging at everything. (laughs) It's like, I was 19 years old and it's like, hey, uh, yeah, you're in double A, so go ahead and we'll see what happens. It's like, oh, you have 75 home runs in 30 games? Okay, yeah, you're up at triple A. Okay. (laughs) Uh, you've got 40 home runs in 15 games. Yeah, you're in the majors. You're in the majors. And so my first season, I think like I hit, I think I broke the record in like 60 games of home runs. And then the next year, I hit like 126 home runs. <laughs> and it's like every time you hit it again, it's like, oh my god, he's just done it. He broke the single season record for home runs, and this incredible streak continues. But I give them credit because when you get to like 80 and 90, they do say 80 and 90. Like, this is incredible. 80 home runs. So they at least had the foresight to know that I was coming. They knew. Yeah, they they knew. All right. People are going to people are going to mess with the game. So let's be ready for it. But also, like I got drafted by the Blue Jays and that was terrible. So I demanded a trade. Yes. And got traded to the Yankees. Yes. No, excuse me. I got traded to the Rays, not the Jays. I was from oh, the. Okay. I went. I was like, I don't want to be in Tampa in this garbage stadium. Like, look it up. Like, look up Tropicana Field. Like, I will post a picture on Instagram. Tropicana Field is, is the worst stadium next. Like that stadium and the OCO Coliseum in Oakland are the two worst stadiums in America. Is the is the the Tropicana one the one that has like the fish tank that goes all the way around it? Um, no, that's the one in Miami. Uh, the one ah. in the one in Tampa, yeah, because fun things happen in Miami. Uh, nothing happens in Tampa. 
but they <laughs> like they have catwalks above the field that if you hit one of them, it's like, oh, well, if you hit that one, it's a double. If you hit that one, it's a home run. And, and it's like, uh, and I guess a home run's behind the meatballs. Like, <laughs> Damn. So, but anyway, I, I played for the, I played for the Rays and I was like, man, I hate the Rays. I hate, I hate Florida. I hate Tampa. I hate this league. I hate this team. Everyone sucks. And so I'm like, trade me. And I got traded to the Yankees. I'm like, this is awesome. My first, like the first game I played was against the Rays and I went off for like three home runs. And again, to the game's credit, it's like, well, that's got to feel sweet hitting a home run against his former team. I was like, oh, Okay, the show. I see what you're working with here. I think so. So I, I, I mean, I we've probably discussed it uh, before with our many, many episodes of my show with Alex and Jake that I've kind of drifted away from sports games in yeah. my in, in my gaming uh, repertoire and choices. I don't. It is not for me. Madden's lame. Uh, I don't like baseball normally, but. I still play them I, because it occupies my hands when I'm on the phone. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That actually makes a lot of sense. Um, so the thing is, though, is I could imagine that, like, I've seen the sh- the show is is a is, if I remember that's the PlayStation exclusive. Yeah. And I I did I did own a PlayStation Four for a very short period of time, but I you know I I hit up some of the other exclusive titles, the action games, and then I've sold the PlayStation, moved on. But I've seen, like, the, the trailers, the gameplay footage and stuff of the show, and that actually seems like it would be a fun – like, I would enjoy playing the show for, like, one, like the road to the show. Yeah. Play it straight up on, like, like a medium difficulty just because I'm not used to the mechanics of that specific game. But well, I like a little bit of a challenge. To, to interject here, one of the things okay. that they do that's really good about this game is they have dynamic difficulty. So it's like Ooh. it's like, hey, it seems like you're starting to get the better of the of the pitchers. We're up in the difficulty a little bit. Oh, see, I like that. Okay, so yeah, have it like that. Where at first, when I suck, the game's like, all right, here's here's a bone, kid. Figure it out. You figure it out. It's like, okay, we're gonna take that away. That's nice. And I think I could go through, like, one, maybe two, depending on how they do their seasons. If it's like the two K seasons where they're like, hey. Of the 160 whatever games you have to play, um, we're going to make you – you have to play these 40 of them, and uh, the other ones are simulated. No, so the, so the, way, the way they do it is like – I mean you can play 50 or 60 games in one sitting. It was, it's not difficult. I did it numerous times. Um, you just play the things that you're involved in. So you do your at-bats, and if they hit the ball to you, you field it. Otherwise, you don't do shit. So okay, so then so explain if you're to on me, not... if if you're on base, okay. you control your base running. Yeah. And if you're in the field, if you're like I've played first base, so if they hit the ball to first base, I would be the guy to cover the ball and cover the bag, or throw out the guy headed for home, or whatever. Right. It's like no, it's like watch, the, know your situation, and make the right play. And so a game only takes five or ten minutes. That is that actually sounds like an incredible way to to play because they did madden did that for a little bit and maybe they still do i've just been this long since i played madden when you created your your like my player yeah they would like i was always i was always a wide receiver because that was always my favorite position to play anyway and of course when you first get drafted uh i was always like you know third or fourth guy so some plays you're not in 
Right. And obviously you're not in on the defense. So it's just like, all right, here's this play. This is your route. Run it. Cool. You caught the ball. Great. Keep going. Oh, you're, you're pulled. And then you just see it go like second quarter. Okay. You didn't play third quarter. You didn't play any of that fourth quarter. You're in. Yeah. It's, so you it's essentially this. They the still do that. And it's, it's essentially the same way. That, that does leave probably a very realistic feel of, of helplessness though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when you go from controlling everybody in a standard, like, quick play, hey, bud, grab a controller, we're going to play against each other, and right. you control everything. And it's 25 to, to zero. Player. Yeah, and you go to my player, and you're like, all right, I went up to, to the bat, and I made, I hit six home runs at, at you know, in five attempts, or whatever, five runs in, in, in five attempts. I was batting a 1,000 for this game, but we ended up losing 17 to five because the rest of my team didn't make any plays. And and that was a reality. Like mm. I was getting mad because the dude in front of me was hitting like 200. And I'm like, dude, I am the greatest home run hitter in the history of forever. Get on base. Like that's <laughs> all you have to do. Get on base and all of my all of my home runs become two run homers. Exactly. Please. Exactly. Please. But uh yeah, it, like I played through six or seven seasons in like a month. Wow. Yeah. Did you ever win the World Series? Did uh, you take every it, did year. You take it all home. Every year, man. Like I was right. that. I was that impactful. My, and my you're off- on the Yankees, so you know they just surrounded you with talent. Oh yeah, well, the talent was there. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite thing I ever did with that game, though, is I made Kenny Powers. You made Kenny Powers. I made Kenny Powers. I made him number ninety nine, or excuse me, I made him fifty five. And coincidentally, he did get drafted by Seattle, which was hilarious. Um, and so I was, I was just taking him through the minors and of course, you know, I, I had to play in a national league park at one time. So he had to hit and just randomly out of nowhere, I hit a home run with Kenny powers and I just, I just started talking the entire time, like yelling at the screen. Cause like, I figured the game didn't know what Kenny powers was supposed to be doing there. But I knew what Kenny Powers would do if he <laughs> if he hit a home run, and so I just started yelling like, "You serve up that potato to Kenny fucking Powers! I'm gonna turn that into mashed potato soup, you dumbass!" It's just like all the way around the bases. I was just yelling at this computerized sprite for serving up a tater to Kenny Powers. That is awesome. That is awesome. And so yeah, with with all that said, like, there's a lot of ways to have fun with the show. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, I just, man, I, like baseball, I couldn't, I can't watch baseball. Listening to baseball is maybe the most most terrible things my ears have ever experienced. But I imagine playing a high-quality baseball video game would be entertaining for, for like, a, I would call it a measurable amount of time. A couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, it's it's definitely good. Uh, I, I if you want to talk about like I tried to to mock cover a couple baseball games that I was covering for the newspaper. Like I brought my my laptop and my headphones and I started calling the action. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, this is so boring. <laughs> it's just like I had so much dead air because it was high school kids, and so it wasn't you know it wasn't a well oiled machine by any stretch. Right. And so there's just like 45 seconds at a time with nothing to say because I've said all there is. And I'm like, yep, yeah, he's uh, two for three today. Last time singled into right and looking to do some damage here. All right, let's go, Corvall. <laughs> and you can hear the crowd really getting behind him as he steps in. That that which is <laughs> which is funny because like as as well oiled of a machine as Major League Baseball is. 
like the the great the radio and TV guys go through the same thing. Only they're professionals, so that's why you have to listen to like Vin Scully talk about his trip to the museum last night. Exactly, <laughs> and like listening to Rick Riz up here in Seattle, he's like, he's always like, man, you know, last night we uh, were down here in Texas, we we found this great little barbecue place. I, I had some some good brisket, and here's a two one delivery outside ball three. Uh, hey, Mike, did you get any of that brisket? Yeah, you know, I did, Rick, and uh, yeah, like you said, it was it was really good. They had the the good sauce. Uh, you know, and uh, hold, hold on, Call to the Pen, brought to you by McClendon Hardware. Keep it local, keep your dollars here in town. Say, friends, if you're in the area and you're trying to come <laughs> to that, like, right? all of that, like, nothing has happened on the field, and yet, like, all of that radio time has happened, and there's been yes. one pitch. <laughs> and that, like, that's why I, so in, in Hillsboro, the local sports channel, our uh, station, will cover all of the the M's games. Oh God! And so there's just like, I'm I'm driving home from work, and my commute is not far. I'm I'm I guess I'm one of the lucky ones. My commute's about 12 minutes, which if I time it just right, I usually catch one segment of whatever the the CBS Sports Radio show that that is syndicated to us, right? Right. I I come in, and if I leave it about around four. I get home at about 4.15, couple of minutes, about, you know, like I said, 12 minutes or so, which means I'm coming in right when the music is ending and they start talking and I'm getting out of the car at home right as they're like, blah, 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 Geico, save 15% or more. And then the commercial kicks in, right? It's awesome. But sometimes the it's Mariners, baseball. <laughs> so I turn on the radio and I just hear a guy talking for a second about McClendon hardware and how we need to keep our dollars local. And then the 0-2 pitch, far and away, that fouled off, and I changed the station. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's nice for me. Like, my commute happens usually while they're in pregame. And so since okay. I do still kind of care because they haven't completely died yet, uh, like, I, I basically listen to the highlights from last night's game. Like, I watch the highlights and all that stuff, and then I listen to them talk about the game from yesterday. Okay. And like, and this is what we're expecting today. And I usually, you know, occasionally, if there's an afternoon game, I'll, I'll get a couple innings. But you know, I, I usually just listen to the pregame and, and get mad about things I can't control. <laughs> so sports. Yeah, well, not necessarily the, the sports side of it, but uh, you know, I mean, there's there's oh, certainly right. some of that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's super funny. The, I I just. Uh, some some sports lend themselves to the radio really really well. Like, basketball is one of them. Basketball, the, hockey actually. The only one, the only thing about basketball that I don't that I don't like personally is that the action is happening at a rapid enough rate that they they can't update the score as often as I would like them to. That has always been one of my biggest pet peeves with all radio, and specifically Jerry Allen and Eugene. Like I, oh there, there are times I just sit and I will yell at the radio time and score, Jerry time and score yeah. <laughs> because listen, where we're at. like, I love Jerry Allen. And one of the reasons I love Jerry Allen is you can never tell what the score is based on his voice or where the, what's happening is, is like, you know, Michael James for a 75 yard run touchdown, Oregon, 36 to seven Stanford. Like, you're like, wait, what? Like, I, I thought we were kicking ass. <laughs> that's so, 
That's so true. Jerry Allen keeps it so even at like there, there are those moments, especially if they win big games at the end, you, his call's always crazy. Right. And yeah. you can definitely tell that it's good at like truly good and not that even kill. He always brings a positive like like or, demeanor to the game or the, but, uh, you know, the most improbable finish to the football game happens. Exactly. And Kidding then you can score. But the 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 thing I have is is like hockey doesn't score as often as as other sport. You know what I mean? You, right. you get a three one game and you're, you're, you're that's pretty good. So the action can be can be called by by the the radio guys, and I'm not concerned about the score because when it does, you're gonna hear the horn. Everything's gonna stop for a second. They gotta go set up for a face off, and he's gonna tell you, boom, that was the equalizer. You know, two two. You know, twenty. You know, eighteen left in the second period. You're like, cool. I know where I'm at. We can keep going. But or and, and a lot of times they'll even like four minutes gone here in the second period. Yeah. And real quick, they, they feed it in. It feels good. They're, they're good at that. So I've always liked hockey on the radio when I can't watch it. Um, but freaking baseball is terrible because they have to fill time. And basketball was always terrible to me. Like, the action sounds fun, and I can visualize it in my head for the most part. But time and score is like whether it's college Jerry Allen doing college basketball or – anybody else doing radio stuff you're like like okay cool yeah right, pass lillard's got it yep score. got it okay inbounds now they're coming back what what's the score lillard hit a three what is the score why are we down 20 and why are you so happy about it you're like, what's happening please and so i inevitably there's been dozens of times where i have to watch like the live score updates from google on the phone while listening to the game on the radio yeah and that's like okay especially with like duck football that's a big one is like i i can't make it to you know i'm not at home for the away games or something i'm driving so i'm watching the score updates and i'm listening to it and it's like i can put that together in my brain and i just feel at ease i'm like okay the score is this (laughs) yes we're good but yeah jerry allen bringing up jerry allen is so so funny because it's you and i have sat in cars and automobiles and garages complaining like come on <laughs> what's the score man Please. <laughs> what is going on <sighs> but hey you know i'm sure people got a lot of complaints about us in this show but they could have been anywhere in the world but they did spend their time here with us we do appreciate that Make sure you're checking us out on all of our social media platforms. Uh, check that out. Check out Ruthless Aggression Podcast coming out soon. Um, I will be on there also as we continue the shout-outs. Uh, once again, Zaid Abdul-Aziz. We're going to do a little bit of a rush this weekend. Uh, get out there and buy his book. I can't stress this enough. It is worth the read. It's worth the money. Get out there. Uh, we're going to post something on Instagram with his email so you can get directly to the man himself. But... For this issue, this edition of my show with Alex and Jake, good night, universe.